Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo PowerCast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, and this is NPC Live, where we go live six days a week, minimum. Who knows? Maybe seven coming up. But right now, we're doing six days a week, 10 a.m. Pacific. Running a little bit late today because I had some meetings I had to take care of. But excited to chat with you. Skyrim has surpassed 60 million copies sold and is now the seventh best-selling game of all time. And so we're going to talk about the the top 10 best-selling games and which ones you've played so we got we got chat slowly rolling in here while they are on their way i want to let you guys know i've had i've seen reviews of people asking me about getting into podcasting there's there's been you know i get dms all the time from people wanting to get into um wanting to get into podcasting and so I have a lot of podcast resources. If you go to the links of uh, any of my bios or in the description of this show, it says podcast resources. I have, I have an ebook there. I have, I do a weekly webinar. So if you want to learn how to podcast, you can sign up for the webinar. Those happen on Saturdays. And uh, I also do one-on-one coaching. I have a web, I have a, I do a virtual studio. I've launched multiple podcasts for people and have more clients uh, showing up on the regular. So if you want to get into podcasting, please, I I've been doing this for 15 years. I love talking about it. I love helping out and uh, I'll leave it at that. But like I said, the, the link is in my bio. If you want to sign up for the webinar or, or pick up the ebook, there's, there's a lot of resources out there for you that uh, can get you, get you started. The best thing about podcasting right now, it's free. You can go to pod, uh, podcasts for Spotify, sign up, get your podcast out there. After you get a hundred listeners on Spotify, you can, uh, you can, you can start to start making money. So it's fantastic. I'm, I'm, it's honestly, podcasting's changed my life, opened up so many doors for me. So, but with that, we are going to jump into top 10 best-selling games of all time. And some of our, you know, I want to know if you guys played them. I want to know about your memories with some of these games and, uh, and just, just how you, uh, how you feel about some of these games. Are you still playing some of these games? And I was kind of surprised by the list. I don't think I'd looked at the list in quite some time of what the top 10 best-selling games, um, were of, of all time. And, and one of them in particular, it honestly surprised me, but I was really, really excited to see that it was, that it was there because it's near and dear to me and uh and actually there's two two on the list that are very near and dear to me so uh starting off we're gonna go we're gonna go from the bottom all right we're gonna go from the bottom and the witcher 3 is number 10 for best-selling games of all time now this isn't a game that i've spent a a ton of time with i haven't spent a ton of time with it 
the little bit of time that I did spend with it, I really enjoyed. It was on Switch. I remember playing handheld, honestly. I was sitting in a parking lot. Um, I just had some time to kill waiting for somebody. And I, I probably, pl- I mean, I've, I probably put like, I've, I've put a hand, you know, a few hours into this game. I think it's a fantastic title, honestly. Like I, I've, I really, really enjoyed the time I spent with it. If I had time just to, just to kind of lose myself in a, in a massive RPG like the Witcher, it's, it's right up my alley. I'm a huge fan of, of Elder Scrolls. I loved Oblivion. I love Skyrim. And uh, The Witcher was right up, my, right up my alley. The TV show is a little bit weird. It comes off a little corny to me. But, uh, but as far as The Witcher 3, I mean, it's kind of a, one of those titles on the Switch that was like, I can't believe this, this work that they got it there, but they did, which was, which was cool. But I want to hear from you guys. How many of you have spent time playing The Witcher 3? Any fond memories with this game? Without getting into too many spoilers, any like favorite parts or aspects of the game that really that really drew you in and kept you coming back for more? I want to I want to hear. Servant says, "Wow, I was not expecting to see uh The Witcher 3 on the list, but here it is. Here it is. And I mean, I remember I picked this game up on Xbox one. It has since been updated for like series S and X. And, uh, that that's gotta be the best way to play this game, right? Like it, it was looking a little rough, looking a little rough on the switch, but still, I mean, still very playable. Nonetheless, I don't have a ton of time with it. It's one that I hope to get to at some point, you know, they just showcased uh, cyberpunk on, uh, the the Xbox showcase from yesterday, and it looks like they're taking that kind of stuff to the next level. So CD Projekt Red, they know what they're doing when they're doing it correctly, right? Cyberpunk was obviously, uh, yeah, that you could tell shareholders had their had their uh, greedy, greedy little fingers in uh, in that one. But it is since looks like they're it, it looks like the new Cyberpunk is true to form with CD project red. So fingers crossed on that one, that it, uh, that, that it'll be, that it'll be good. And it looks like, it looks like guys, unfortunately we're a little, a little, Oh, we've seen some more people show up. So I don't know if Becca's played any, um, uh, played any, the Witcher three. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. Rider for life says, if you have an Xbox series X, it's super fun. um, what do you guys think of Witcher three? If you're just tuning in here, I see Becca and Hoffman and Ryder. We got, we got a handful more handful of more people showing up right now. So if you spent some time with Witcher three, let me know it. Uh, I, I know it's a game that's, that's loved. I know. I mean, the memes from the Witcher three, fantastic, right? Like there was, there was so many, it was, it was very memeable, but, uh, but, but also a really, really good game. Maybe the last great game from CD Projekt Red. Hoffman says pra- praising CD Projekt Red after what they did um, to us isn't good. I, I I understand. I understand the the shareholders. That's that's what that's where we're going to point the blame to the shareholders. So, well, it looks like. Writer said, "Not saying it's not on the Switch. Just prefer on Xbox." Okay. Servants never played a CD Projekt Red game. Interesting. Okay. All right. That kind of surprises me a little bit. Seeing you're like so into Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Now, obviously, those are a little more Japanese than you know, than uh, than than the Witcher game. But li- little little bit little bit surprised by that. Well, moving on from the Witcher. Guys, number two on this list is Red Dead Redemption 2. Another one. One of the one of the games on this list that I can say I have never played. Not once. I've never, never touched Red Dead Redemption 2. And it looks, honestly, it looks fantastic. Riding around on the horses, doing, doing, you know, uh robbing banks 
the the just the the overall world the different missions like i've seen some hilarious stuff from uh from red dead redemption 2 where like the horse kicks the, your character right in the face like there's some there's some there's some great stuff in this game and obviously i mean you know rockstar does not disappoint they're on this list twice and for good reason when i got in my car accident a few years ago my physical therapist this he's a pretty pretty old guy was like yo <laughs> i am a huge gamer and i was like what and he's like yeah red dead redemption 2 it's all i play he goes he lives out in the country doesn't have like doesn't have good internet so he can't really do like online games or anything like that he said he had hours and hours and hours in red dead redemption 2 and i mean there's there's so much to do and it 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 gets me thinking a little bit like you know we look at some games like the witcher 3 red dead redemption 2 grand theft auto right those are those are massive games and then and and skyrim as well and then we saw starfield yesterday and wild just just crazy how big that game is so rider for life said red dead redemption 2 seemed boring so i've never touched it interesting i i my thought when it comes to rockstar is that anything they touch kind of turns to gold right they kind of got that they got that midas touch it seems like so i have no doubt that i would have a good time with red dead redemption 2 my son was a huge huge uh fan of the first game and he played on xbox live all the time like they would ha- like he would bounce between call of duty and the first red dead and it kind of surprised me honestly because it just didn't really seem like his type of game but i remember having to buy it for him buy him like the zombie expansion pack that came with that first game and uh and it's it's the, the game kind of has a rich history that goes all the way back to the original xbox as well so it, it it's one of those games that i know i know has been well received i know people love it and I mean, there are still people like you can, they, they just like Grand Theft Auto, they do the, the, the role-playing in, in Red Dead, which I mean, if you want to, if you want to live out your cowboy fantasies, then, uh, then, then you you have that op you have that opportunity there. So, uh, Nate says, I don't think anyone can do an open world like Rockstar. They're very lively and GTA five feels like it's a full um, a full world world. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. They do it very well. They, they really do. So if Cowboys are your jam, you know, jump into, jump into some red dead. Honestly, I'm surprised. It's one of those games that like, why is not it hit game pass? When, when are we going to see it on game pass? You know, I'd love to, I'd love to jump in that way, but you can probably pick it up. Like you can probably pick up a used disc or something pretty relatively cheap at like, at like GameStop or something like that. So, well, Next up on the list, guys, number eight is Super Mario Brothers. And that's that's saying something, you know, the, in the, the list here. There are only two like real, real retro games, and that's Super Mario Brothers and the other being Tetris. And. You know, I know Super Mario Brothers has been sold so many different ways, but you know, from the original NES to Mario All Stars, I don't know how they count all these, right? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know how it gets counted. If All Stars gets counted, or if it's, it's its own game, we've already had that debate on here, and uh, I know you guys think I cheated <laughs> when it came to my Desert Island games. So, but I didn't. I promise, I didn't. I didn't. But Super Mario Brothers, I mean, for me, I remember Christmas morning, opening the NES. It was the family gift. My sisters were like, this was not a good family gift. I'm out. Like They weren't that into it. I couldn't believe. It was one of those things I didn't even ask for. And then all of a sudden shows up and I was like, 
I, I could not have been more excited bugging my dad. He's like, we got to eat lunch first before we, you can play. And I'm like, you are killing me. Like food is not important right now. There is Mario in my living room and I'm not playing it. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same Jersey as you to be your best. Every time you step on the field, that's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And just the sound of the music, right? Listening to the music, still just hearing that music to this day just puts a smile on my face. The, the, the way they handled the music and everything in the, in the movie I thought was just so great. And I mean, the amount of time I spent in this game, it's kind of crazy. You guys, I remember, I remember I didn't have a lot of games as a kid. So this game got played on repeat, right? And I got to be where I could play through it relatively fast. I was basically speed running back in the, back in the eighties. And I remember, I remember I, I, I grew up on a dairy farm. Okay. I grew up on on uh 40 acres and so i spent a lot of time in the woods i spent i spent a lot of time you know on the farm making hay forts and we'd have different people come and work on the farm and i remember one one guy in particular was like he told me he goes i can beat the game in five minutes and i was like whoa that's crazy so that's when i started that's what kind of got me got me speed running and i can remember because i was only allowed 45 minutes a day right so I would, I would go out and in my, in my front yard, there was a massive walnut tree and this tree just kind of grew out. Like it didn't, it, it, the way this tree grew, it was like a bunch of giant branches. There's like basically giant branches growing out of the trunk. And so it was so much fun to climb or just like, if I wanted to hang out in the shade and not be on the ground, I would just go and climb this tree and find a good spot to relax in. And I would just kind of chill in this walnut tree. And I remember strategizing about uh about how i was going to play super mario brothers how i could beat levels faster and how i could beat this five minutes which i think he was just exaggerating right but i mean as a kid i took it to heart and i was like um this is uh (laughs) nate said nate said this is how this is how josh learned to cheat no 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 so this was uh this 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 was just me like because again, you know, I couldn't, I could only play for 45 minutes. So hot summer days, some of them were spent just chilling out in the shade, thinking about how I was going to get better at super Mario brothers. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at my collection of things there and I've got the, the tops baseball cards, the Mario Mario packs. And I remember opening those things up and seeing like, like cheap cheaps and, and some of the levels from the game. And it was like, Oh, this is, this is so exciting, right? Like so, so cheesy when you look back on it, but when it, when it came to Mario in the eighties, like anything Mario was, was gold. So, uh, but how about you guys, any special memories or, or anything when it comes to super Mario brothers, let me know in the, uh, um, uh, let me know in the chat Servant says nothing like a good farm story <laughs> involving video games, the eighties, man. Yo, I mean, my uncles both worked on the farm, right. And I would spend, I remember my, uh, the, my dad's youngest brother, my uncle Ken, who's been on the show with me before, like he, you know, we talked games all the time. I would, I would go down. So we had, <laughs> I'll give you guys a quick, a quick little, uh, little peek into my past. Okay. So we had what was called the scraper tractor. All right. And that scraped the alleys of the barn clean. And it was just a super old tractor with essentially this like this i don't know how to word it other than a scraper on the back and you would raise it back up down the alley lower it and then scrape everything to the to the pit well as a kid i would i would jump up on the tractor while they were while they were scraping and i would just sit on the hood and look at my uncle or my dad or whoever was there and just drive them crazy i was just a little kid you know like probably five, six years old. 
And I would just, I would grip, like there was just a, enough for my little fingers to kind of grip on the, on the hood of the tractor. And I would just, I would sit there and talk to my uncle about, you know, Mario and Pac-Man and space invaders. And, you know, probably like, probably to the point that I would kind of drive him crazy, but he was always super cool with me. And then I remember talking to my other uncle about excite bike because my other uncle loved dirt bikes. And I, I thought dirt bikes were amazing, but I couldn't, I couldn't ride. Like I didn't, I didn't have one, you know? So the closest I could get was excite bike. And he's like, I remember him telling me like, get that out of here. Like, I don't even want to like, I want to actually ride a bike. And I'm like, well, so do I, but this is, this is all I got right now. So like, I'm trying to find common ground for us to, for us to talk about, to talk about something here, like keep conversation. He's probably just like, kid, get out of here, get, get out of here. Quit bugging me while I'm trying to work. But, uh, so let's see. Servant says, I still think it's the most important game in history. Super Mario brothers is a perfect 10. Hey, I'm there with you. Definitely a 10 out of 10 game for me. I love the fact that you can play all the way through all eight levels, all eight worlds, and then start the game over. And it was a, it was on hard mode. It was very similar. And I don't think that gets talked about very much, but basically all of the, all of the Goombas got turned into the Beatles and, and, and there was more gaps where you could fall and die. Like it was essentially two games in one. And uh, I don't know that I've actually, that might be kind of a fun challenge one day to go through, beat the game once and then see if we can beat it on the, on the harder difficulty. Cause I'm not sure that I've, uh, I don't, I don't remember ever completing it that way. Although I may have, cause again, I didn't have a ton of games to play. So, well, next up on the list and the, the one that hit the news is that uh, Skyrim has sold 60 million units worldwide and made it the number seven best selling game so if you guys uh if you guys have any memories with skyrim put them in the chat there or any any you know any kind of um fond memories whatever the case may be skyrim for me i remember getting it firing up the 360 and uh just kind of like like losing myself in this game and i got up to level 56 and that same uncle i was telling you about who's been on the show i remember he came over and it was nobody's fault but we started a new character for him. He started playing. I hadn't done like a, like a, like a save only, only my auto save. And I lost a bunch of progress. And it was one of those scenarios where I like had accomplished something kind of difficult and was like, I don't want to do this again. And I never picked Skyrim back up after that. So there were still, I mean, I played through the main story and did some of the, like the main side quests, but I know there's still tons in Skyrim that I could do. And then the next time I picked it up, I mean, of course I played a little bit on the switch, could run around as link, which was, which was fantastic. But then having it on Xbox one or uh, yes, Xbox one. And they, they allowed mods on console. And I remember like all of the dragons were Thomas, the, the tank engine. And I was like, this is amazing. This is, this is so good. Like just, just so incredible and, uh, and so goofy, but it was it, it, just to extend the life of that game to allow that to, to be a thing. I, I thought it was great. And of course the game looked, you know, much better on Xbox one. And, and so still a game that I would like one day would like to go back and try to try to get a little more out of it. And uh, I mean, it is the game that can literally be played anywhere. You can play it on your Alexa, Alexa, stop listening. And uh, you could play it on your refrigerator. Uh, you could probably play it on an uh, Apple watch at this point. Like it's, it's just one of those games that you can, uh, you can, it's everywhere, right? It is, it is everywhere. So servant says I've only played the first uh, I've only played one of those first four games. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Um, Hoffman says I have bought Skyrim like five times. I've never played it. And uh, Nate says I've never really played Skyrim either. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially being on game pass, uh, but again, beware, just like you saw in, uh, just like you saw with, with Starfield, Skyrim can suck you in and, uh, 
it, it could be game over for a while. Like you kind of turn into a gremlin, you start, you know, being fully fueled by Cheetos and uh, it can, it can happen quick. So be careful. Uh, talk with my little brother, not much of a gamer, right? He picks up a switch. He puts 300, 400 hours into breath of the wild. And he's like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I said, you need to do Skyrim. He's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm afraid. And text him this weekend. Cause I, I couldn't remember if he got it or not. And so I was like, Hey bro, it's on sale right now. 50% off. If you want to, if you want to get it on switch. And he's like, he texts me back. He's like, I'm going to read you guys his text, honestly, because it's so good. He says, he says this, he says, uh, I have, I have, uh, I think I got like 350 hours on it at the moment. Um, probably break away sometime next week for Zelda. Cause he's going to pick up tears of the kingdom. Okay. <laughs> and then he texts me the next morning and he's like, uh, I said, Oh, awesome. Right. He goes kind of dot, dot, dot. I heard the soundtrack all night in my head last night, trying to sleep, even though the game was off, I couldn't mute it. Luckily it was one of my favorite parts of the game. It's majestic. (laughs) So, you know, that's the, uh, that's, that's what happens. This is a non gamer. Okay. My little bro, he is a musician. First and foremost, when I think about my brother, I think musician, he's very talented musician that won't put any of his music out, which is so sad. Uh, He's, you know, into fitness, into like eating pretty healthy. He's into his dogs and now he's like full on gamer. And it just blows my mind that he's got, he's got more time in breath of the, he's got more than double my time in breath of the wild and probably more than double my time in Skyrim, which I think is amazing. So, uh, Hoffman said, it's fine. I'm already a Cheeto gremlin. Well, you know, there you go. Um, Becca says, I haven't played it myself. Skyrim is a good game. Probably spent a little bit of time watching, I'd guess. I'd guess. So next up on the list, guys, near and dear to my heart, even based on the tattoo on my arm, is Mario Kart 8. This game has been life-changing for me, honestly. Uh, So many, the community has grown so much because of the live streams on TikTok. And... I'm uploading an episode today of how I'm going to start speed running uh, Mario Kart. I sat down with Firestone and he gave me some great tips on how to, you know, how to get better. And I've started, I've started spending, I'm going to, I'm going to try to spend at least a little bit of time daily uh, working on my speed runs and uh, uh, servant said Mario Kart eight should be higher. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's still going, it's still going. It ain't done yet. It ain't done yet. So we'll see. What do you guys give me? Give me your predictions. You guys, do you think we see Mark? Does Mario Kart eight hit? Uh, because remember, it's a combination of Mario Kart eight on the Wii and Mario Kart eight deluxe. So it's currently sitting at, uh, I want to say like 66 million right around there. Do we think, do we think Mario Kart eight could hit 80 million? That's a massive number. But what do you think? Let me know in the chat if you guys think it can happen. But Mario Kart 8 is like, it, it's one of those games that like when it came out on the Wii U, it, it was something special. It, it really, really was. It was like, to me, it's the best Mario Kart, right? The other ones are great. Don't get me wrong. I, we've gone over my tier list numerous times. But Mario Kart 8, just, just something that is... Uh, um so uh so special uh real quick chrissy says especially with the last leg of new uh courses um as they come out that it could that it could hit 80 nate says i don't think so okay about it hitting 80 i i i mean i it's a it's a big number it's a big number they would have to i think nintendo could do it if they said yo this game is 40 bucks okay um servant says i think it's the best mario kart game definitely but the nostalgia has me um loving double dash more nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all so but no when when actually and i'm going to tell you guys a funny story with mario kart 8 and it has to do with call of duty just 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 hang with me for a second here so mario kart 8 comes out 
the same time that Call of Duty Ghosts comes out, right? And I buy two copies of Ghosts for each of my boys. And uh, they're, I mean, it's Call of Duty. It's a new Call of Duty. They're loving it. They're, they are, they're, they're loving it, right? Well, after like a day, maybe the second day, I can't, I can't remember exactly. It might've been the first night. I don't know. I don't see my younger son playing Call of Duty, or I mean, he's not, he's, he's got his Xbox in his room. He could be playing, you know, whenever he wants, basically. And he's not, he's not playing. He's, he's hanging out upstairs playing Mario Kart on the Wii U. And I'm like, okay, first day, like it's a new Mario Kart. I get it. I get it. I mean, go ahead. Have, have fun with it. The second day he's playing again. And I'm like, okay, something is fishy here. And a quick side note, I pre-ordered Mario Kart eight on the Wii U from Best Buy. And they did some like there, there was some kind of like pre-order bonus. I never did actually figure out what it was. And then when I came to get my game, they gave me a digital code. And I was like, you know, I pre-ordered the physical like and they were like, oh, sorry about that. Let me keep the code and then handed me the physical game also, which I thought was crazy at that time. They basically gave me two copies of the game, which was I mean, you know, it was it was fantastic for me. But like it it. uh it, it was on it was on them i pre-ordered the i pre-ordered the physical and i think the the person behind the counter entered the entered the wrong uh, skew so back to my son he's playing mario kart 8 when he's supposed to be playing call of duty all right two or three days go by and i'm like okay what's up what's up chief it's like oh nothing i just like mario kart i'm like i know that you're lying to me what's what's going on He proceeds to tell me his that our Chihuahua knocked over his Xbox 360 while the game was in it. And I don't know if you guys remember, but like the Xbox 360 disk drive would just scrape the discs if it was bumped. Like if you bumped a a 360 with a with a game spinning, it was like it was bad. It was bad. Like the game was, it, it was game over. Okay. So he's like, he's super bummed out. Right. I'm trying to stay calm. Cause I'm just like, yo, this is like, like, how did this, how did this happen? And he's telling me, he's like, I, he, you know, he's, he's on YouTube. He's like, I tried the toothpaste trick. I tried all this stuff. His game wouldn't run. The game wouldn't run. I said, well, you're in luck. I have an idea. Oh, here we go. From chat, from chat. Chrissy says, Chrissy says, God, I remember when I destroyed my copy of uh, AC Black Flag. I was devastated all because I knocked into it. Yep. Yeah. Servant says, uh, rip X360 was a fragile beast. Yes, it was. So he's tried everything, you guys. He's doing the toothpaste trick. He's doing, he's doing all the different tricks nothing's working the disc was toast and uh i said okay i got an idea go get your brother's disc for me so he brings me the disc i instant this was something new they 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 hadn't allowed you to install games on the 360 at launch this was something that came later i said let's try this because all it took was the game spinning at the beginning to recognize that you had the the key or whatever and then or the drm i guess or whatever i can't remember the exact the exact term but that that then allowed uh his game to start and so we we installed his brother's game onto his hard drive gave him his disc back and then um my younger son's game would still launch because of uh with with just even though the disc was messed up it only needed just whatever was was still safe and so that's you know that was during the time of mario kart 8 releasing all of this and we still talk this is one of those i'm sure everybody has those uh, those stories within their family where like he's like yo the thing fell over and uh um 
<laughs> and the, the the dog knocked it over. I don't even know. I, to be honest, I'm not even sure what the actual story is, right? So, um, here we go. Servant says, not to sound old, <laughs> not to sound old. When I was a manager at Hollywood Video and Game Crazy, they let me keep the disc buffer and supplies after my store closed down. Um, uh, Writer for Life says, you guys didn't have the disc repair kit? This was beyond, I think, I, I may even have taken it in, right? Like, it was, that that would just get a gouge. Like, it was like, there's nothing there. There's nothing to repair. Like you'd have to, you'd have to somehow put that, <laughs> put that data back into the disc. Like it wasn't just surface scratches. It was, it was game over. So, uh, so anyway, but that, that again, during the time of Mario Kart 8, I remember the big, uh, uh, yeah, Christy say nothing worse than the red ring of death on 360. No question there. Um, the, the big disappointment with Mario Kart 8 when it launched on the Wii was the battle mode. They literally just took sex sections of track and just said, here, here's your, you know, fight it out here. And it was like, this isn't, this isn't fun. This was, this was, this feels tacked on. So, uh, and one of the coolest things guys, and I'm actually, you're going to see some, you're going to see some videos coming out for me very soon. Um, going back and looking at the, the, just the release of Mario Kart eight and the way they, they marketed and everything. There's so many videos out there of the, the, the musicians playing the music for Mario Kart eight. And it is, it is so awesome to watch because they are, they are so talented, just so, so talented. And the, the, the music in Mario Kart eight really to me is just, it's, it's top tier the way they can, they can take some of those old chip tunes and then turn them into just something magical. I love the way they do that. in Mario Kart eight makes it my, uh, uh, makes it, makes it, another reason it's one of my favorites so um nate says i don't have any games i kept from blockbuster that is a lie i know firsthand and anybody that's listened to your interview also knows uh also knows that that is a lie um my, uh, let's see firestone over on tiktok says we got a few 360s when the ring of death uh came on certain stores will take anything back oh that's true that is that is true well number five on this list you guys of top 10 best-selling games of all time is PUBG battlegrounds this this game i want to say i i've i've played just a few times it did not pull me in it really didn't it did not pull me in, but it kind of, this is the game that kind of like really, really brought the battle Royale into uh, the forefront. It's the game that Fortnite looked at and went, yo, let's, let's see if, uh, since our survival did not do as well as we'd hoped, let's, let's go the route of PUBG, And that, that seriously paid off. Um, wow. Servant right out of the, right out of the shoot just says trash move on not a fan of PUBG. I mean, the, the thing with PUBG that made it kind of enjoyable or, or fun or funny at times, the frying pan, like to get a frying, uh, a frying pan and use as a weapon was just kind of, I thought it was kind of hilarious. And, uh, I do remember seeing some like hyped clips and, and stuff like that, but it's, it's one of those games that like, I know there are still people playing it. I think there's people playing the mobile version, but it, you just don't really see it in the in the conversation any longer and chrissy says yeah no bueno move on like there's some uh there's some hate for uh for for PUBG battlegrounds would that be a game that could work on switch you know there's a there's a possibility there's a possibility we could end up seeing uh seeing it but again i don't know i don't i i, I don't know if there's uh if if there's enough people to play it any longer when you've got games like Fortnite and apex, they kind of, they kind of rule the roost at this point. So, well, next up on the list, there's probably very few of us that haven't played this game and that is we sports. And you guys, we're talking hours and hours of, uh, of, uh, bowling tennis. I want to know from chat, anybody here in chat ruin any, Wii remotes or, or televisions. Um, wow. Nate says PUBG was the best game to ever exist. That's wild. 
Uh, at least somebody showing a little love. Okay. Um, Chrissy says the goat, the goat and servant has never played Wii sports. Okay. Oh, servant. I don't know. I don't know what to say at this point. Here we go. Here's the stories I was looking for you guys. Chrissy said, put a hole in my wall playing baseball. You guys, this, this was a thing. This was a, this like Wii sports was a, <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things, those, that the, a time in history that I will never forget. There were websites that were dedicated to things being destroyed by the Wii. Like, um, I wonder if I can find it. Um, It like it was literally you would just people would just post pictures of the way they had destroyed their televisions, um, and like Nintendo had to come out with a with a rubber sleeve for the remote. Like, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if I can. I'm looking to see. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. It's it. It would take me a while to find it, but there was a site that was like dedicated to nothing but <laughs> just like picture smash television video of of a Wii remote like flying through the air and sticking in the sheetrock you know like whoa Nate said I've never played Wii or even held a nunchuck or Wii controller that's crazy to me Chrissy says the remote went flying and I got killed. Uh Uh-oh, parents were not happy. Servant says, if you mail me one, I will film it playing it and make content. There we go. Content for the show. Um, Vibrant says, nah, because actual flashbacks to Wii Sports Resort. Also, they say, I don't think I ever smashed anything. I likely smacked a cousin, though. Yo, I mean, I remember having people over and they're trying to swing that tennis racket as hard as they can. And boom, there goes the, uh, you know, the like, it's like, yo, you got to chill a little bit, you know, and then they dumbed everything down for Nintendo Switch Sports, which is just so unfortunate because, I mean, it's it's good for our TVs. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, too, back then, guys, there was, I mean, There was a company that was selling plexiglass to go over your television set so that you wouldn't have people ruin your, cause like, I remember like my first, you know, uh, what was plasma and led? Like I remember my first like high definition television it was like 1300 bucks for like a 42 inch. Right. And they're, they're dirt cheap now, but like there was, uh, there was a, there was a, a, a lot of TVs getting destroyed. And back then TV, the, the tech for 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 HD televisions was new and it was not not cheap. So, uh, it it yeah, just such a such an interesting time in gaming history. Like, because the wrist straps, people were swinging so hard. Nintendo did not anticipate this that they would snap and uh, remotes would go flying. So then they 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 put them in these these just the rubber sleeve with like extra padding so that it would but i mean you still chuck that thing full speed at your television it's still it's still a goner like you're gonna end up with a you're gonna end up with a with a fracture spot and you're not gonna see any more picture it's just gonna be it's gonna be game over um but they were saving sheetrock at least the other thing i remember like from this site and i'll see if i can find it maybe throw it in the show notes or throw it in discord uh you know, people like playing tennis, swinging, smashing their their ceiling fan, and just having that thing just get destroyed. Uh, Chrissy says, "Yeah, never used a wrist strap before. Uh, I I put the hole in the wall. Um, I learned very quickly after. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You got to keep. That was the thing. Like, you know, anytime my kids would grab the Wii remote or anything like, that, I'm like, put that wrist strap on. Like, I'm not. We're we're not we are not doing this. So, yeah. Uh." so interesting um nate and servant neither were playing nate says i wasn't playing games at that time um got a little crazy and packed up and moved to san diego yo that's cool though 
That's uh, that's awesome. So we sports incredible title, of course, went on to they 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 did the sequel. We sports resort, which uh, like vibrant said, that is uh, that was that was that was top tier. We played it on my uh, on some of my uh, chat control streams. We did uh, we did we sports resort and it was it was fun and it gave it gave me some ideas for the way they could improve Animal Crossing. So um, that uh, that that it's a it's a it's a great title. Of course, it was a pack-in title. Nobody was buying this game really outside of, of GameStop. And what's interesting, stores like GameStop and everything, some of these numbers could be significantly higher without the used game sale uh, uh, market. But here we are. Because I, I guarantee more than more than 80, uh, 80 million people got their hands on, on, on Wii Sports. The number is probably significantly higher, maybe even double. I mean, this was a game that people were buying the system to put in like retirement homes to keep the elderly active. So services packing shouldn't count, but yeah, but then super Mario brothers wouldn't count. And that would make me, uh, that would make me sad. You know, that, that would make me sad that we wouldn't see super Mario brothers here. So next up guys is a game that is one that I played a ton as a kid. Uh, it, it's still one that I'll, I'll pick up from time to time. And I think a lot of us do, and we can play it for free with Nintendo switch online with Tetris 99, the Tetris movie just came out, which I thought was a lot of fun. It's definitely got some, uh, um, Hollywood use some, uh, some, some of its, uh, you know, creative freedom, if you will. And, uh, but it was, but it's, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. If you got Apple TV, check out the Tetris movie. But I mean, I talked about this recently about like Christmas night, my aunt and uncle brought their game boys over and uh, we, we linked them and played verses and you got to see Mario and Luigi on Tetris. And, and uh, it it's the, the fact that we have that original Tetris on the switch to me is something special. Cause I didn't think it was possible. I thought the licensing would be such a nightmare. And that's really what the Tetris movie is all about is the licensing for Tetris. And you get to see firsthand again, it's Hollywood but you can kind of get an idea of how cutthroat the gaming industry was when a game like Tetris showed up studios were, were clambering for the licensing and it didn't just involve, it didn't just involve consoles, right? You had, you had console license, you had arcade license, and then all of a sudden a brand new license came out of nowhere. And that was handheld license, at least according to that movie again grain of salt because i haven't looked into like the uh the the official like history if this is if this is entirely accurate or not but but i'm sure to some extent some of this stuff is right and so tetris was this game that was created like in russia i think it was one one developer who worked at a software company then made the game and then they kind of had control and he kind of had control. And, and I mean, based on the movie, which I know is not quite this, uh, there's, there's no way like the Nintendo executives are doing some crazy things to try to make this game a reality for the game boy. So, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a classic game. I see some people over on TikTok. Welcome. Glad you guys are here. Thanks for hanging out. But how about you guys? And it's it's hard to say any fond memories of Tetris. I can remember I can remember my parents um you know, they played it on Game Boy and they were like, "Yo, this is cool." Right? The arcade cabinet was uh was was so much different than the than the Game Boy game and even the NES game. But my parents would play this forever. Like forever. Um, the, it, I didn't under, like, as a young kid, I'm like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be better games. Can we play Mario? Can we play punch out? Like, this is just like moving puzzle, like moving pieces together. How is this? How is this fun? Of course I enjoy it now. And it's a game I still play from time to time. The, uh, the, the but I remember going to pay and save you guys. Okay. This is in the mall. This is in the mall, which doesn't even exist anymore. In the in the in the buildings where that mall used to exist is now a a Goodwill, a dollar store, and a Hobby Lobby. 
And way back in the day, that Hobby Lobby used to be an Ernst, which is an old hardware store that eventually turned into Eagle Hardware that is now Lowe's, right? And then Pay and Save, they don't even exist. And here's the thing that's funny about Pay and Save is they had a section of games and it was kind of where we would get the majority of our games, it seems like. Is is that pain safe? I remember getting like getting Excite Bike there. I remember getting Tetris there. And the one thing that I always wanted my parents to buy me when we were there is they had these cardboard handled plastic tubed lightsabers, green and red. And I always wanted a green one because the tube was opened at the end, so you could swing it and it would go, and it sounded like a lightsaber. Now, of course, this thing would have been trashed in in no time. And I never got one, but I oh, I always wanted one. You know what I would do instead is I would uh, I would end up t- <laughs> my dad at golf clubs, and he had these white plastic tubes that each club would go in so that they wouldn't like I don't know get tangled up in the in the bottom of the bag. And I would take his clubs out and then take those tubes out, and that's what I would run around swinging so I could hear the. <laughs> Of course, I mean we probably all grabbed uh we probably all grabbed uh the the wrapping paper rolls when uh when your mom finished wrapping some gifts. So Tetris on the Game Boy uh is the was the perfect Tetris on Game Boy was the perfect car game. No question. No question. Nate says, I remember playing my Game Boy in the car and got to my destination and throwing up learned about motion sickness that day. That's hilarious. I'm fortunate. I'm one of the, uh, I'm, I'm one of the, one of the fortunate ones that I don't get car sick. So I can, I can game on the, on the road. I can read on the road and I don't get sick, but I know that's not like, I, there's the most of people that I, that, that I know they, they definitely, definitely do. So it's, uh, it, that's a, that's such a bummer, such a bummer. Cause I mean, you know, you got a long, especially as a kid, you got a nice long car ride. You're like, yo, it is time to, uh, it is time to, to game. Now for me, I didn't have the game boy until much later in life, but I remember driving from here all the way to Edmonton, Alberta which was, which was quite the trek. And I played Mario golf and Pokemon yellow the whole time. And oof, it was so good. Just so good. So much fun. So, uh, I see, I see Marcus over on TikTok. What's up, baby. Good to see you. All right, guys. Next on the list, GTA five. I'm going to tell you, I've played very little, the little bit that I played. I thought it was great. Uh, this is one of those games my kids begged me, begged me and begged, and I'm like, I don't think it's good for kids to play this game, right? And if you guys, if you guys, uh, if you if you if you parent multiple children, you you are obviously stricter with the older ones than you are the younger ones. And like my sons wanted GTA so bad, I'm like, you're not playing it, you're not playing it. You know, I was like the uber religious father, like, no, you can't, you can't. And then my daughters are like, we want to play GTA. I'm like, no problem. <laughs> Here you go. Have fun, you know. And uh but the thing is with them they they loved the the just the exploration aspect. Like taking jet skis and just going out into the ocean and swimming and 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 just getting vehicles and just driving all over the place. I remember asking my 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 older daughter is like, "I just I just want to be able to I just want to I want a game where I can just drive all over the city and not have any objectives." And I'm like, "Well, I think you just have to do one objective here and then you can, you can have at it. And, uh, and I have friends who, you know, their, their whole, like the majority of their content is based around, is based around, uh, GTA and, and doing role-playing within the, within the world. Like it is a game that really opens up so many opportunities for different ways to play. Some people role play, some people uh, like, you know, doing crazy stunts and trying to like skydive through certain things. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, Becca says never got into GTA servants has never, never played a GTA game. I'm, I'm, I have not spent much time with it myself. I, I just, I haven't, I know I could probably lose myself. I remember when I bought GTA vice city, 
on PSP. And I was like, okay, I was getting ready to work a, a, a shutdown in the refinery. And so the, the job I had there was, there was a lot of, uh, um, like setting up and then just watching, watching machines as you, as you cooked metal. And, uh, and so I would play, I would game a lot. I watched a lot of movies on my PSP, honestly. And I remember getting (laughs) Vice City Stories, I think it was. And the opening scene and the the things they were talking about, like, I I lost it. I was like, this is, again, uber religious at the time. And I was like, I can't, I can't play this. And I took it back to GameStop. I'm like, yeah, this one ain't for me. So, um, and then Becca saying the only two games I love playing were GTA three and vice city. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, Nate says GTA is actually pretty awesome. I'm not big on online. Okay. Yeah. And I think the online stuff is, you know, kind of hit or miss. I had friends though, like, uh, the guys I graduated with, that was their game. Like they would, they would basically just play GTA online. They like, they had a, you know, every Tuesday night was, was uh GTA GTA night, you know, like crack some beers and, and play GTA online. That was their, that was their thing. So, all right. The last game on the list is Minecraft. You guys, the number one top selling game of all time is Minecraft. And what an incredible game. What an incredible game created by one person purchased by Microsoft and is a game similar to Skyrim where you can, I mean, you might be able to play Minecraft in more places than you can play Skyrim. It works on the new 2DS and the new 3DS. It was on, it was on Wii U. It uh, of course is on switch you know, all the Xboxes, all the Playstations. And, uh, it is, it, it is one of those games that the creative mode, so much fun, especially if you kind of are into like, like pixel art or just, you know, you just want to create like amazing things. Like my, my oldest son has a world right now that like, if you went and saw it, it's like, this is, this is crazy. It's crazy. And I mean, I remember playing as a family doing four players on the, on the TV um, during the holidays and like picking a holiday pack. And we were all building houses while it was snowing. And, you know, you could kind of see like, Oh, what are they, what are you building over there? And do you need any help? And like, it, it really was just a game that you could play however you want. It's, it's like, basically it, to me, it was always felt like having digital Legos. I've never actually played the game, like the way you're supposed to play or whatever, like the survival mode, never done that. It's always just been creative mode for me, just just doing like crazy castles and and crazy worlds and just uh, just just having a good time with it that way. And so. Makes sense. It is the it is the 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 top selling game. It's kind of funny. I have friends who work on this game, one of them who is a producer. (laughs) Has never played the game. He's a producer on Minecraft. Never played the game. Not once. And he loved that fact. He's like, ah, oh, I love it. I'm that's my, you know, we do these, these meetups with different game developers. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm a producer at Minecraft and I've never played the game. It's like, that is crazy. <laughs> that is absolutely bonkers. So if you've never played Minecraft, I highly suggest it, especially if you've got um, it's something you can play with younger kids that that can be fun for them just to kind of run around and, and, and watch the world um, be built. It's very relaxing and, uh, and, and, and quite a bit of fun. So it is a game I, I, I do, I do recommend. And if you're, if you're a Nintendo fan, pick it up on the switch and check out the Nintendo worlds that they've created. They're very impressive. The uh, uh, you can go and see like peaches castle and different, different uh, Mario characters that are just built and just, and just massive, you know, in the, in the game. And it's, it's kind of funny. Like m- my kids still have Minecraft stories where they're like, yo, I remember when, you know, 
like my daughters will talk about their brother coming in, like blowing up their house and then the game saved and they, they lost everything and they're still mad about it. You know, like it just, it cracks me up. The, the memories that are tied to these games for them, you know, Hoffman says, do not play Minecraft. It is a trap. I'm pretty sure Hoffman streams Minecraft from time to time. So it, it, it can definitely suck you in, but it's just, it's fun. It's relaxing. It's like, it's like building digital Legos. Like I said, I've always, I've always enjoyed my time with, uh, with, with Minecraft. So there you go. You guys, that is, uh, that is, that is going to do it. I appreciate you all being here, hanging out. Remember we do NPC live daily, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We, if you got topic ideas you want me to cover, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at N64 Josh, or you can hit me, uh, hit me up in the discord. And, uh, I'd love to, uh, love to, uh, take a look at some of your topics. The majority of the topics are going to come from our daily news, um, our daily news show. But, uh, if you have something special you'd like me to do, please do. I see Aaron over on TikTok. Welcome. Good to see you. And uh, again, guys, we are live on Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok. And I did set up my kick. So we're going we're gonna to check that site out here very soon as well. Servant says we need a Josh top 10 list. Okay. That's, I mean, we got to get specific though. Top 10 what? Give me, give me some, uh, are we doing top 10 games of all time? That'd be a tough one. That would be a tough, but it'd be, it'd be a fun show nonetheless. So I appreciate you guys. Much love, everybody. And we will see you in the next one. Bye now. Thank you.